I'm stretched out like a great big river Wait on and let's swim together And lines are blurred, the infinity of choice Entering the temporal void
live from Desolation Row slash Margaritaville. This is Play It By Year, the show that examines the history of popular music one year at a time. I felt the, the dramatic pause that time. I don't know why. This is Duff Dixon, by the way. Uh, that was Yes I Hell by Delirium, released as a single in 1972. Welcome to 1972, not on Play It By Year. That's right. We're back in the early 70s again. I, I gotta say, kind of a, kind of an open book tonight. No big business for y'all or anything. I mean, me and my new friend Colleen still trying to track that dude down, Howard Spaulding. No, no, nothing reported as of yet on that. I'm, so I'm just kind of looking to do like a, like a casual kind of a hangout show tonight. Is that cool with y'all? Like in the, in the words of Q-Tip, can I kick it? You're supposed to answer back. Yes, you can. Like you're the you're the rest of I'm Q Tip. You're the rest of Tribe Called Quest. Okay, let's do it again. Can I kick it? There you go. Thanks. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Westbrook Bruins stacked up two more wins. They beat Kingwood. They beat Summer Creek. They y'all have secured their place in the 6A Division II playoffs. So let's take it to the championship, my Bruins. Come on, man. You can go all the way to state. I believe in them. Lost chapter of the history, 1972 edition, the Watergate break-in. That was 72. Nixon directed some of his cronies to burglarize the DNC headquarters and wiretap them. People always ask, why did Nixon bother spying on the DNC? When he was so out in front of that president, he was dominating in the polls. His opponent, George McGovern, was was tailing him. Why was he spying on them? Well, actually, Nixon was a pretty bad insomniac. He had really acute nighttime anxiety. And ever since he'd gotten into politics, he'd never found nothing that could kind of talk him down from that ledge and get him sleepy, like having these long uh, late-night phone calls with Massachusetts Senator Ted Kennedy. They would just kind of stay on the line together and chit-chat. You know, Ted's got that distinctive Boston accent that all the all the Kennedy boys had, but Ted had canceled their nightly phone call after Nixon ascended to the presidency. He was mad that Dick Nixon wasn't pulling the troops out of Vietnam. So, so the wiretap was just a way for Nixon to get access to Ted's voice during the late night hours to help him get a good night's sleep. The more, you know, lost chapters of history, 1972. Hey, if you're listening live, we normally do this show Sunday. I had to bump the show to Monday on account of I had to do a signed delivery. I bought a caulking gun. I'm doing some work around the house and DIY stuff. Not sure why I had to sign for a caulking gun, but nevertheless, that was going like I couldn't listen for the door and do the show at the same time. So we're doing like a Cyber Monday special. Cyber Monday night on Play It By Year. How is y'all Cyber Monday? Did you take advantage of any hot deals today? Uh, I got a discussion topic just for the occasion. Tonight, I'd love to hear, what do y'all want for Christmas? Just pretend I'm Santa Claus. Let's. We don't need to do the sit on the lap part, but just tell me what you want for Christmas. I'd love to hear about some stuff. Me, personally, my hair is starting to thin out quite a bit around my temples. I'm not vain about it or nothing. I guess it's actually around the peak. What's that called? Like my widow's peak? Anyhow... I'm not vain about that stuff. Like going bald, actually, I feel quite comforted by signs of my body, you know, 
aging forward, it's kind of a reminder that I am again finally mortal, and it just makes me feel like I've sort of rejoined the human race after spending such a long time feeling like an outsider. But the problem is my head's starting to get real cold when I'm out in the yard and stuff, so I'm thinking maybe I'm going to become a baseball cap guy. And I just found I found this really cool one. It's this it's a Westbrook Bruins baseball cap. I found it on sportswear.com. It's blue. I keep thinking I'm I'm going to get it for myself, but then I, you know, when you get real close to Christmas like this, you also think like I shouldn't get that thing cuz what if somebody else gets it for me except for who would get it? I don't have them. I, the people who are close to me in my life are not uh, in a state where they can be making purchases for me anyway. I mean, there is Richard who I met through this show, we do email back and forth somewhat, although I've not heard from him in the last week. So I guess I'm not expecting that. Should I just pick up that hat for myself? Probably like as a, a Christmas gift from me to me, maybe what do you want for Christmas though? Call in tonight. Cyber Monday special would love to hear from y'all tonight. Let's start the show. I got four fine blocks of 1972 music tonight. We're going to kick it off with a glam rock block glam rock. That's campy. It's big. It's body. It's androgynous. It's homoerotic. It, you know, it's challenging that machismo, that macho image that rock music was holding dear up into this point, as well as just challenging the general kind of sexual mores of the time. The music itself, though, very blues, very boogie-woogie. It's almost like a roots rock and roll throwback genre to the kind of the same ideas and the grooves that were floating around during the birthplace of rock music, the Bill Haley, Little Richard, boogie-woogie, proto-rock stuff. So take that proto-rock structure... Combine it with that confrontational, campy, androgyny aesthetic. You got glam rock. Let's listen to some right now here on 1972 Night. Play it by year. Glam rock block with me, Duff Dixon. Yeah. 
Glam rock block. Did we enjoy ourselves? Did we cake ourselves in glitter and sashay around with with animal grace, as David Bowie, Big Five member, said at the end of that block? You just heard Lady Stardust from from Ziggy Stardust and Spiders and Mars. That that is one of my favorite cuts on that record, by the way. And I just think I don't know, it's got so much emotion to it. Before that, Mama, we're all crazy now by Slade and Hanging Round by Lou Reed, and we began that block with Metal Guru by T Rex. I have a theory. Do you think that like the juxtaposition of kind of the traditionalist approach to rock and roll taken by the glam rockers was in a way 
Trojan horsing that that avant-garde androgyny homoeroticism kind of by design was it like let's get these normies kind of accepting that we're going to be dudes wearing dresses and makeup by kind of packaging it in some boogie woogie normie rock and roll music that's just something that kind of like bubbled up in my head we like to take calls on this show reminder of the discussion topic tonight what do you want for Christmas? And according to my little console here, it would appear that we do have a caller on the line. Caller, you're on with Duff Dixon. Who am I talking to? Hey, Duff, it's Bran. Bran, I know this can only be the brand that I'm thinking of based on that sultry, sultry tone. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's Bran, been a brand of, of CTW radio show fame. Also, big fan of your podcast. A new, I'm going to mess it up. Don't. Don't step in. Let me try to do it, okay? All right. You got this. New Nintendo Podcast XL. Correct. That's it. That's correct. Yeah. I didn't good. mess it up. I did nope. it right. Yeah, good job, man. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm been a big minute. fan I... of it, dude. I love your radio show. So cool that you're calling in. You called in once like many, many episodes ago, and I, di- I wasn't really familiar with your oeuvre at the time. I've yeah. since become a fan. I'm real excited to have you on, buddy. Yeah, I'm happy to be back. Uh I think last time Doctor Who was also on the line, but haven't heard from Who in a while. Haven't yeah, heard a... from from Doctor Who. In a... oh, I'm supposed to say the whole thing. I, I'm not supposed to split it up. Hopefully, he's not listening. Doctor <laughs> Who supposed to say it all at once. But yeah, yeah I've heard from him in a minute. I hope everything's going on well with him. Hope to hear from him soon. But yeah, last time it was both y'all. This time, just you and me, Brand. What's on your yeah. mind? You got something for our discussion question tonight? Oh yeah, I mean. Uh, what do I want for Christmas? Um, I mean, I'm a listen, Duff. I'm a pretty simple man. I like what I like, and what I like is uh, video games. Uh, and I mean, you got honestly, a podcast to prove it. Yeah, I mean, I I just want more video games. Like, uh, there's that new Hyrule Warriors, uh, Age of Calamity. Hyrule uh, Warriors. Hyrule Warriors, kind of like a spinoff Zelda title. You are, of yeah. course, I would assume that you mostly identify as like a Nintendo video gamer i would say yeah like i'm not like i do play other systems occasionally and we do have other systems like i actually played portal and portal 2 for the first time the other day oh that's uh, so funny the man the, the writing in those games is so good yeah oh uh especially portal 2 man i had that, that was quite the experience but yeah i i would say primarily uh <laughs> uh a nintendo guy although uh Houston, the chat did say I should ask for a uh, PS5 with a copy of Demon Souls, which I mean I do want to play Demon Souls, and eventually I'd like to get a PS5, but that I don't think that's going to happen for Christmas. So I was going, I was going to ask: Is there any risk at all of you scooping up one of these new consoles before the end of the year is up? I, I mean, not, not so much a risk because there's like warranty and stuff that you can get on them. So like, even if it like errors out or like has issues, like you could just be like, hey. Sony, like, can I get another one? And they're usually pretty good about like replacing it. So, um, I could I could see myself having a real bad day and f- like feeling bad about myself, <laughs> and it somehow <laughs> resulting in me like scrambling to try to buy a PS5 to fill that hole. But I I don't see myself picking one. I do enjoy playing a video game here and there. I, I, I did kind of take a break though. Like I got, I got, I had the first uh, three Nintendo systems. I had the, 
the NES, the Super Nintendo. I had the N64. Then it kind of fell off, and I really just got back into it with the Switch the most recently. What's so I got a, a lot of kind of catching up to do. Yeah, but what's good about the Switch, at, at least kind of, is it has a pretty decent like library of NES and Super NES games. So if you want to revisit like some classics, it's on there too. Uh, but also it just has a huge library of like really good solid like indie games and like just really like deep cuts and things that you wouldn't expect to to be on there uh, it is it's my favorite system to play indie games on just like hands let's down. get a little bit let's get a little bit more like almost spiritual about this so when what is the biggest what's the goal when you pick up a video game like what are you gaining do you think what about the experience of playing a game is like particularly attractive to you in your mind? What are you looking for? I mean, it, it kind of depends on, on the, the, the type of game, you know? So like, uh, like I'll use dark souls as a, as an example. I think for me that that's the kind of game where, um, I'm looking ultimately for this, this sense of accomplishment because it's a hard, it's a hard game. And so like you have to like really dig in and spend time with it to kind of like really learn the mechanics, uh, learn like patterns and things like that and just really kind of get deep in. Um, so like when it comes to stuff like that, you know, I, I, I look for, sometimes I'm looking for like a sense of accomplishment. Sometimes I just want to play like a puzzler, like Tetris just to like kind of zone out and kind of like clear my brain. Uh, hypnagogic Hypnagogic. you enter into a a beta brainwave state where you're kind of present in your body but like the the your metacognitive functions are all being directed away from your situation and yourself yeah it's it's kind of a good um uh i actually was talking to my therapist about it a little bit today and um we were talking about like things to not as, as a total means of escapism, but like a, a way to kind of cope. And, you know, I, I do use gaming as a way to kind of cope with my depression sometimes and kind of get out of funks and stuff. And sometimes it's just really nice to just experience stories because like a lot of people don't, not a lot of people, but I think there's a fair amount of people who don't really see games as like art or like as some kind of means to tell a story. And I think that's still I, prevalent. I think there's a lot of people who do not think about video games in that way and probably a smaller but still prevalent group of people who specifically think of games not in that way, who believe that games are not you know, a, a legitimate storytelling or artistic medium. That's There's a whole spread of that, I would say. The the risk, of course, when you are with any coping mechanism, of course, is that you must be it must be you must be using it as a tool. It must not be using you. You know, oh, absolutely. Like, you never want to be get, swallowed by your coping mechanism. Yeah, you never want to get like lost in the sauce. That's uh, one of my favorite phrases to use. You never want to get lost in the sauce. The so- is, a, is an yeah. excellent phrase. I uh, agree. Never, uh, when it comes to, but I, I do, I do. It is a, it is a comfort thing for me sometimes. So I sometimes just to seek comfort, especially like in in open world type of games like uh, Skyrim or even uh, I've been doing a a replay of Breath of the Wild. Uh, sure, uh, Zelda and, fan myself. I do think that's a beautiful game, very immersive. Yeah, and it's it's just a really calming experience sometimes when you can just put it on and do whatever you want. Like there's there's no rules. You can go any direction. Uh, you can play. Yeah, there's no real punishment coming either. The stakes are low. If you want to experiment, 
you know, you can in a way that you cannot do in your own life. I know for me personally, the attraction is just having time doing things, not believing for a moment or two that I am myself. I spent so much time being Duff Dixon that I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to be the, the hero of Hyrule. I'm ready to be doom guy. I'm ready to be anybody I can kind of suit up with, you know, maybe, maybe what I'm looking for is like a, a lantern, a lantern jawed, you know, gritty looking feller. He's got a big scar across his eye and he says things like <laughs> move, move, move. And things like that. I, I wouldn't yeah. mind being that guy for a minute. That seems like fun. Duff, that's what, that's what, the attraction for me. Uh, what's a, uh, what are your favorite games that you like to play? Well, I'll say probably lately. NES Legend of Zelda is an all-time top three for me just because of the, I came, I couldn't believe what was happening the first time I picked it up, you know, just like, oh man, I can go anywhere. I can do anything. That's definitely one. Um, I would say, uh, for the Nintendo 64, this is maybe this is kind of a deep cut. I don't know, but I really like the game Blast Core. Blast core where you're like uh you got like a demolition truck, you're just busting down buildings and such. Big fan of that one. And then uh I don't know, man, like rounding out running rounding out my personal big three. I know it's pretty recent, but uh I'm I'm a big fan of uh of what's that Ori Ori in the blind forest? That Ooh, one's a cool yeah. one too. Yeah, that that's such a good like kind of like Metroidvania type game uh that has beautiful music uh you know you can really just kind of go in any direction in that game too there's like no like i mean it's not i would say that that one's a little more linear though uh compared well, to like sure, the, but the, the new the, one it's it's the vibe first of all it's the vibe of the mood it's got yep. a real it's got a real tone to it it's like mm-hmm. a myst- i'm deep in a mysterious magical forest and then i'm like hey look at th- i won't get up on that ledge how am I going to get up on that ledge? And you, you start looking around. Maybe eventually you find a way to get up on that ledge. There's something very satisfying to me about yeah. that, Brandon. Maybe at the end of the day, I'm just kind of a chimp. You know, I'm just looking to to scratch some deep, great ape itches inside of my brain when I'm playing these games, Brandon. Hey, yeah. keep it up. The good work with New Nintendo Podcast XL. Y'all been putting out some great uh, episodes lately. Where can, where can the people at home go if they want to listen to some some fine gaming content. Oh, it's on it's on Spotify. It's on Apple Music, Apple Music, <laughs> Apple Podcasts. Uh, Apple under, Podcasts. Uh, yeah, under uh, New Nintendo Podcast XL. We actually just fairly recently put out a three part series of. Uh, it's called the Console Canon with your host Brandon. Um, oh, I, with, I listened to about an hour of this. It was it was extremely thorough what y'all were yeah, doing over yeah, there. We, uh, <laughs> Me, me, and friend of the show Dylan uh, Flynn just kind of went super hog wild and like just really uh, banged out like three games that were essential to each console. And it was like forty consoles. It's like three hours worth of material. So if you want to hear, if you want to hear mean, that, half, the, that's half good. the stuff y'all were talking about, I never even heard of before. <laughs> it was really funny too, because like it was clear that y'all also didn't exactly know what the heck was going on, and yeah. were just like furiously googling things and it was very funny i really enjoyed it buddy uh keep it up keep up the good work keep going to therapy keep playing video games love to hear that you're that you're you have such a self-awareness uh around the way that you can use video games in your life to kind of you know emotionally regulate yourself that's something good to take forward remember 
a coping mechanism is a good thing as long as you are aware of the space that it takes in your life and you manage that space in an active way. I think Brand's a good kid. He's got a good head on his shoulders. I love that he called in. That That's a friend of the show right there. He can call in any old time. Back to the tunes, however, very excited about this next block. MPB, which stands for Musica Popular Brasileira, or Brazilian popular music, usually just called MPB. You know, out of kind of bossa nova and samba, these this newer, younger wave of musicians was starting to incorporate the popular, you know, Western musical styles of the era, art rock and uh, and Prague and whatnot. There was just such a renaissance. This is the sound of Brazil, of a country going through a real golden age of pop art. And I think you're just going to love this block. I know I do. So stick around for the MPB block on 1972 night. Play it by year with me, Duff Dixon. Pop no meu samba quando o tio Sam pega no tamborim. Quando ele pegar o pandeirinho nos abumba. Quando ele entender que o samba não é rumba, eu vou misturar Miami com Copacabana. Chiclete eu misturo com banana. E o meu samba vai ficar assim. Um batuqueiro raro, barco de gapapá. Beiro, 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 bapapá. Beiro, 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 bapapá. Quero ver a grande confusão Bapanamá Ouve É o samba rock Meu irmão Mas em compensação Quero ver o bugue De pandeiro e violão Quero ver o tio Sam De frigideira Numa batucada brasileira Quero ver o tio Sam De frigideira Numa batucada brasileira Babu do gapapá, pedro do gapapá, pedra papapá, pau piba. Quero ver a grande confusão. Dedo do barago mamameira, gumão, é ago mamameira, gumão, é ago me mamã. É o samba rock, meu irmão. No meu samba, quando o tio Sam pega, 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 pega no tamborim. Quando ele pega no pandeiro e nos abumba. Quando ele entender que o samba não é rumba, e eu vou misturar Miami com Copacabana. Chiclete seu misturo com banana. E o meu samba vai ficar assim: Badoguero, Nerobá, Tá, Babá, Papé, Papá, Pade, Papá, Papé, de confusão tá no baba peado barabo baba terambamba terambamba pepapa é o samba rock meu irmão é mais em compensação quero ver o bug o pandeiro e violão quero ver o tio Sam de frigideira numa batucada brasileira quero ver o tio Sam de frigideira numa batucada brasileira vamos lá iga Amababa, ah, ba 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 ba. Hum, era 
grande confusão. Papina, papê, babapiô, Maria, é o samba rock, meu irmão. Ah.
Jogando meu corpo no mundo Andando por todos os cantos E pela lei natural dos encontros Eu deixo e recebo um tanto E passo aos olhos nus Ou vestidos de lunetas Passado, presente Participo sendo o mistério do planeta Vou mostrando como sou E vou sendo como posso Jogando meu corpo no mundo Andando por todos os cantos E pela lei natural dos encontros Eu deixo e recebo um tanto E passo aos olhos nus Ou vestidos de lunetas Passado, presente Participo sendo o mistério do planeta O tríplice mistério do stop Que eu passo por e sendo ele No que fica em cada um que sigo o meu caminho e no ar que fez que assistiu Abra um parênteses, não esqueça que independente disso Eu não passo de um malandro, de um moleque do Brasil Que peço e dou esmolas, mas ando e penso sempre com mais de um Por isso ninguém vê minha sacola Vou mostrando como sou E vou sendo como posso Jogando meu corpo no mundo Andando por todos os cantos E pela lei natural dos encontros Eu deixo e recebo um canto E passo aos olhos nus Ou vestidos de lunetas Passado, presente Participo sendo o mistério do planeta O tríplice mistério do stop Que eu passo por e sendo ele No que fica em cada um No que sigo o meu caminho E no ar que fez que assistiu Abra um parênteses, não esqueça Que independente disso Eu não passo de um malandro De um moleque do Brasil Que peço e dou esmolas Penso sempre com mais de um, por isso ninguém vê minha sacola. Um bem, pai, um bem, bato um daia, um bem, um bem. Tu pira, pó, um beira, um pai, um bem, ai, ó, tá, um bato um daia, um beira, pó, um beira, um pai, um bem, ai.
Block played by ear. Was that the best song I've ever played on the show? Potentially. You just heard Mysterio do Planeta by Novos Bayanos. Goosebumps, y'all. Hair on the back of my neck standing straight up. What just incredible that song. Before that, Naboka do Soul by Arthur Viroka and O Trem Azul by Low Borges. We began that block with Chicleta Con Banana by Gilberto Gill. That stuff just sounds so good. It's so crisp. It sounds so vital. Brazil just remains like an epicenter, a nerve center for creativity and creative thought. That MPB stuff just, I don't know, man, it moves me. It moves me in a big way. All right. We do have a discussion topic tonight. Just a reminder, that is, what do you want for Christmas? This is, of course, our Cyber Monday special. I'm not I'm not hucking anything myself trying to get you to buy nothing. I don't have any deals to offer, but I do want to hear what y'all are thinking in terms of uh, your wish list this year. Uh, let's go on over to the phones. I got a caller on the line right now. Caller, you're on with Duff Dixon. Who am I talking to? Hey, Duff, it's Frank. Frank? It's been a, it's been a minute, Frank. You ain't been yeah, on for a few I weeks. Last time I was here was we were in 2018. Man, were we think... ever so young as we were in 2018? Yeah, now it's 72. I think I've aged like at least negative 50 years. You don't look it. At least. You don't look it, buddy. You're, <laughs> you, you're aging quite gracefully. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to hear from you. I was interested to talk to you. I know that you're like a Bowie guy, obviously. I am a big Bowie guy. Uh, also, a big Transformer guy. Oh, Transformer by Lou Reed. What a record one that of, is. One of uh, eighth grade me's like, favorite albums. And I purchased on a whim. Uh, speaking of that, what do I want for Christmas this year? Vinyl records is my hobby. Oh yeah, you're you're them. you're a crate digger. We know. I've been I've been collecting vinyl since I was in eighth grade, and those two tracks you played in the glam rock block were from like my first ten vinyl I ever got. Wow! I got wow! Stardust, we had a real great block. Yeah. So I've I collect vinyl and. I always like getting vinyl for the holidays because it means I can check a lot of things off of my boxes. Okay, what are the bit? What are the white whales for you at this point? What's something if you could just transport a record into your collection right now without even thinking about it too much? What do you want? Smiley Smile by the Beach Boys. Oh my goodness! I, Close your I eyes. I love that record. Relax. Those are my wind chimes. Wind yeah, chimes. it's it's such a cursed record. Yeah, it's got a vibe. Sorting history. Totally unlike anything else ever made. I mean, it it does just. I love it so much. It sounds like a bunch of friends surrounding a feller who's just had an emotional breakdown, but there's an undercurrent of like, dance, monkey, dance. They're like, get out there and earn for the Beach Boys. There's I love one of one of my favorite tracks on there, Little Pad, was only included. Because Mike Love needed to make fun of Brian Wilson. That song starts with all of them taking a hit of a joint and like laughing to themselves. And I'm like, thinking the like... first time I hear this record, oh, they're all laughing, having a good time. This must have been from before all the bad stuff went down. And then I learned later that that was added in post by Mike Love to make fun of the fact that Brian wanted them to smile and call the album Smile. Yeah, I mean, look, the man is a is a snake. There's no denying that Mike Love is a snake. But I feel... He's I- a I feel hopeful 
that when, once those two gentlemen are, have both passed, Brian and Mike have both passed, we'll, we'll kind of realize that we shouldn't be hating Mike Love. We should be thankful that Mike Love, as the villain of the Beach Boys, contributed to making them one of our, our greatest pieces of popular culture myth. They are. They're right up there with uh, local legend of this show and Mike Calls Kanye West. Of course. Very, very similar trajectories, of course, between Mr. Kanye West and Mr. Brian Wilson, musically, in their lives, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, so here's a question for you. When if uh, you if you get a Christmas gift in the form of a vinyl record, what's uh-huh. what's more what's a better version of that gift? Something you open up that wrapping paper, you see something that's on your list and you're you didn't know you were getting, you feel excited about that. Or somebody knows you well enough to have picked something maybe you weren't hip on, but it's right up your alley. What's a better version of the, the gift? Ladder. The latter. I love getting into new music, and something I started doing this year is I would just go to the record store, and when they didn't have anything I already knew about, I'd buy a record that I haven't heard of, but people told me I like. Okay, what is, what's your divining rod? Reason, how do you how, what do you do in there in order to like a sounding rod for for picking something you never heard of before? Are you starting with a genre? Are you looking at a band name? Are you looking at a cover art? Are you looking at track guys? I, I think. I think a lot of it is reaching into like my brain memoir and thinking of like names of albums that people told me. And also I'm often in record stores with friends who know me pretty well and who know what music I like. Uh, the first time I ever did this, I picked up two pretty classic records, uh, do little by the pixies. Oh, do little. Heck yeah. And, uh, shit. Illinois by Sufjan Stevens. And when the moment I picked up Doodle, I was like, yeah, people told me I'd like this. My friend walked up to me and goes, this has you written all over it. And I was like, well, there's nothing else here for me. I'll check this out. The fates have spoken. Yeah, Transformer, uh, not unlike Illinois, is a really good cure for loneliness album. Like, there's something about putting on Transformer, putting on Illinois, that just suddenly makes you feel like you're in a room full of friends or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's... it. I love both of those records for kind of similar different reasons. I think with Illinois, it's more of like you're listening to this sweeping stage musical. Whereas when you put on Transformer, you're in like a club, like a, a hazy New York club in the middle of the 70s. And there's a smoke in the room, but everyone's laughing and having a great time and they really don't care. There's, a real, was, there's a real sense of burlesque as well. It's not, yeah. it's not all glam rock. Some of it is quite, you know... Oompa, oompapa, kind of, you know, showbiz music. But that that was a favorite of mine when I was in eighth grade to put on at, like, the wee hours of the morning when I just needed, like, something homey to listen to. It Perfect was either day. that one. Perfect Day, one of, my, one of my go-to karaoke choices from that record. I, I can really belt that one, you know? I don't know how to, I don't know how to cancel out my draw. I've always been envious of people who talk like me but can sing in a very neutral, transatlantic way. I can't do that. My vowel shapes stay the same no matter what. But there's something about that melancholy of perfect day. I really feel like I can get my teeth into it. My favorite on that one was always Andy's Chest. I loved how absurd that one is. Yeah, very good. I mean, she tasted what she sees. Ooh, she says. Yeah. 
<laughs> I think part of the reason I continue to expand my collection and continue just listening to more music is because I want to collect more vinyl and I'm just looking for more opportunities to flesh out my collection. And maybe I would have, if you told me when I was in eighth grade that I'd be listening to the fall, I would, I wouldn't tell you I was listening to the fall or that I was listening to like LCD sound system. Those were like way out of my circle. Sure. I, I mean, yeah, you ever grow and ever change it. Get off the beaten yeah. path and find a new hit for yourself. Always a good thing to do. Keep on crate digging. Keep on holding it down. Frank, you're, you're a lovely caller. We love having you on. We're going to get right back into the music, you know, because it's 1972 night and I got so much good music to play for you. Okay, 1972, Hollywood was going through its own renaissance. Uh, first of all, you had the porn chic phenomenon. Porn chic. These were just like outright pornographic films at your local multiplex grossing millions and millions of dollars. I think like the number nine movie that year was a, a hardcore porno. What was it behind the green door or something like that? But along those same, you know, independent filmmaker distribution lines, you know, filmmakers distributing directly instead of going through the studio system, black exploitation cinema was on the rise. And this was kind of a peak moment for black exploitation cinema. These were black filmmakers, black performers making movies within the exploitation genre which was you know popular kind of a low culture movement of the time very gritty very violent sometimes very sexually explicit these movies and of course this was at a time when studio filmmaking was kind of even less interested in black stories and black audiences than they even are today but one of the defining features of these black exploitation films was the music huge synergy between the soul and the funk music of that time and these scrappy, you know, independent film productions to the point that I have put together a fantastic block of black exploitation soundtrack music all from 1972. So let's dive in straight away here on 1972 Night. Play it by year with me, Duff Dixon. Black exploitation cinema soundtracks. <laughs> I'm not saying what I did was all right Trying to break out of the ghetto was a day-to-day fight Being down so long, getting up didn't cross my mind But I knew there was a better way of life and I was just trying to find You don't know what you do till you put under pressure Cross 110th Street is a hell of a tester Across 110th Street Pimps try to catch a woman that's weak Across 110th Street Pushers won't let the junkie go free Across 110th Street Woman trying to catch a trick on the street Across 110th Street 
better sweat me, babe Tonight, play it by year. The Black Exploitation Block. You just heard Trouble Man by Marvin Gaye from the film Trouble Man. Before that, There He Is Again by Hughes Corporation from Blackula and Speak the Truth to the People, parentheses, Frankie's Theme by Jerry Butler and Jerry Peters from Melinda. And we begin that block with Across 110th Street by Bobby Womack from Across 110th Street. Listen, when it comes to this ongoing debate over whether, you know, black exploitation cinema was like an empowering force or a detrimental force within the greater black culture, that really is not for me to say. I mean, for, for one, I'm an outsider. Also, I'm just not, I'm not that smart about that kind of stuff. But what I do feel confident in saying right now is that those soundtracks were absolute fire. Some, some big, big jams coming out of these movies. Uh, just a reminder, play by year. We're having a cyber Monday special tonight. So our discussion topic, once again, what do you want for Christmas? Got somebody on the line right now, so let's let's go to the phones. Caller, you are on with Duff Dixon. Who am I talking to? Hey! Oh, man, I got through. What's up, Duff? I am loving this show tonight. That MPB block was 
Hi. Uh, buddy, can you call back? Your your connection is coming. You're kind of messed up sounding. No, 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 no. Don't hang up. This is how I'm supposed to sound. Okay. Well, uh, well okay. You're on with Duff Dixon. Uh, what's going on with your audio? I pitched my voice down because uh, I'm uh, I'm, uh, I'm one of those. Oh, God. What, 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 what's this called again? I, I have no idea. I don't know. But to me, you sound to me kind of like one of those chopped and screwed songs. No, that's not it. Oh, God, I'm so stupid. I literally wrote this down earlier so I wouldn't forget. But then my co-worker was talking about this 311 song. It sounded really dope. So I wrote down the name of it. And then when I got home, I added it to my Deezer account. But then I threw the paper away because uh, I forgot I wrote that first thing on it. That 311 song was great, though. <laughs> I don't know, man. Darth Vader? Uh, no, it's, an, uh, it's like an animal, like a gopher. A goat. Oh, a mole? Are you a mole? Yeah, 100. Thanks, bro. You're going to drive me crazy all night. I'm a mole from the Archangel Project. Now, I'm here with a top secret message. <laughs> oh, dang. Okay. All right. I respect it. You got some cojones, brother. You are spying on the CIA right now. Yeah, man. I went rogue like Ethan Hawke. From boyhood? Yeah, dude, from Mission Impossible. Ethan Hunt. What are you talking about? Ethan Hawke. Never mind. What's your message? Uh, I can't swear on here, right? Basically, you are totally effed, dude. Archangel is freaking out. They're going to straight up murk you. One, eight, seven, on Duff Dixon. Bow, 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 bow. Wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. Are you, are you that engineer? Uh, no. Yeah, you are. From Archangel, the one who called in before, the one who screwed everything up last time. That's you, right? What's your name again? It's like Chad or something? No. Is it Tad? Uh, it's definitely not Tad, and even if it was, you wouldn't be able to tell, because my voice is disguised. T Tad, I can hear you hitting that vape pen. It's cl it's clearly you. It, what? I don't. I do not know what you hear because that is not a vape, man. It's a snake. I am in a room with a whole bunch of snakes in it. I'm I'm calling you from uh, zoo. <laughs> okay. Uh huh. And so you're <laughs> you're telling me you're currently inside some kind of snake enclosure right now. Bet. Bet. No cap. Okay, whatever, Tad. Uh, what's what's your intel for me? It's about the bosses, bro. Ever since you teamed up with that other time traveler, it's been like Real Housewives level of drama around here. Elliot and Steve are pissed at you, dude. Good, because you know them them two belong in prison. You know, I mean, they, they are the ones who sabotaged the Recontinuator. I hope you realize that. I mean, I can't prove that. Yet, but I'm going to. I guarantee it's them. Far as I'm concerned, they got it coming. Yeah, I I know, but it's bad, dude. Like, they are having screaming matches in the open about whether or not to assassinate you. Also, side note, they're like complete cokeheads now. At meetings, they're like in and out the door constantly saying stuff like, Excuse me, I forgot I'm double parked. I need to step to the restroom for a moment. It's ridiculous. Every five minutes, too, so I guess they got to be doing like $3 a bump garbage can blow. 
Okay, well, I appreciate the hot gossip uh, from around the office tab. But I, I don't know what you want me to do about any of that. You've got to stop talking to that chick, dude. That time's not sever. No more contact. You should also probably lay low for a while and uh, stay strapped. You know what I mean? Keep your peace on you 24-7. <laughs> Come on, man. I'm an, I'm an elite trained killer. I got 20 billion years of experience. Just like l look around the room that you're sitting in right now. Cause I could end you with literally anything in your house. You could end me with my vape. Yeah, sure, man. I, what? Like get you down on the ground and then just plunge it right into your eye socket. Oh, hardcore. What about my Blu-ray of the Boondock Saints 2 All Saints Day? I don't know, dude. Snap the disc and then slash your carotid. Look, Tad, what my point... What about my glow-in-the-dark trucker cat that says you can't spell healthcare without THC? My point being, Tad, Elliot and Steve, they, they're just nothing but a couple of bureaucrats at this point. Maybe like 15 years ago, you know, when they were actually getting some field time, they'd be something. But now they're just soft. They're just office people. I'm not scared of them. Honestly, I'd love to see them try and come at me. Yeah, but they got shooters, though. I'm sure that they do, man. But look, thanks for the heads up. I do appreciate that. I'm, I'm going to be fine, though, okay? So let's wrap this up. Let's get back into the music. I got a block coming up I'm real excited wait, wait, about. No, 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 don't, don't hang up on me yet. I got something else. Okay, what? I want to do the discussion question. All right, make, make it quick, though. Come on. All right, so Christmas is coming up. You know, I've been really into mechanical keyboards lately. I'm trying to figure out what the best one is. I know they're kind of expensive, but, you know, I want something very ergonomic, you know. Yo, uh, did I say something that is pretty cool? You and me are becoming, like, best friends now. Best friend? Look, I'm not your friend at all, Tad, and I'm never going to be your friend. I spent... 10 billion years in hell because you messed up. How am I going to forgive you for that? Oh, man. That's not my fault. And also, that's, that's literally ancient history. Plus, don't forget, I just saved your life. Now we're even. Oh, my God. Bye, Tad. That, that guy really gets on my nerves. Um, all right, we got we got one more block for you tonight. I, we, look, we knew this had to happen at some point. On one of these early 1970s episodes, sooner or later, we we're going to get to the prog rock block. And we have arrived at it. Uh, progressive rock and roll music. What is it exactly? Well... It takes its cues from like symphonic music, like a symphony. These songs, they move from section to section, progress, if you will. This is arty stuff, but it's still, it's still hip, you know, especially for the time. This is, this is cool people music for sure. And it, I'm not going to lie though, long, these songs tend to be pretty long. So as a concession, I've only, I've only lined up three prog rock songs for y'all tonight, not doing four. I'm not going to keep you here all hours of the night. I just can't quite pull the trigger on that, but I think it's going to be a lot of fun. See, in my estimation, oh, I remember the first one's got a long ramp up. So let me see if I can hit the post in my estimation, the, 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 the goal of a good prog rock song is to really take you on a journey. So that's what I want to know as you're listening tonight. Did this take you on a journey? Give me one to ten, especially when you're listening live in the chat tonight. At the end of each song, give me a number one to ten. One meaning I didn't go nowhere. I just sat here on my couch and I listened to it. Ten meaning like I 
I made love to the moons of Jupiter. I, I, I'm just bathing in stardust now. Okay, all right. So let's get into it. Prog Rock Block 1972. Now play it by year with me, Duff Dixon.
quante gocce di rugiana intorno a me cerco il sole ma non c'è dormi ancora la campagna forse no la sveglia mi guarda non so Già l'odore della terra, odor di grano, sale adagio verso me, e la vita nel mio petto batte piano, respiro la nebbia verso te. Quasi paura che si perda
9.5 out of 10 for me, y'all. That last one really took me on a journey. That was Impressione di Settembre by Premiata Forneria Marconi, Italian prog band. Before that, The Advent of Panurge by Gentle Giant. And we began that block with The King Will Come by Wishbone Ash. I hope at least one of them songs took you on a journey as we come to the end of our 1972 uh, Play It By Year Night journey. Of course, not quite to the end. I do like to finish this off with one last call. I got one on the line right now. The discussion question, just a reminder, what do you want for Christmas this year? It's Cyber Monday after all, since I had to delay the show one day. Thought we'd get real, real capitalistic with it and figure out what we want to own or get as gifts. Uh, let's go on over to the phones now. Caller, you're on with Duff Dixon. Who am I talking to? Howdy, Duff. Uh, this is Ryan. Hey Ryan, how you doing tonight, my man? I'm I'm doing you know relatively all right. I've been listening to your show, having a good day. Oh, cool! You enjoying the 1972 music tonight? Did you enjoy that Prague block? Love that Prague block. Found out about the uh, the Gentle Giants from that. And oh that yeah, Gentle Giants, a cool band. Yeah, very definitely. Neat little little tune. It's interesting to hear how much they were able to push that stuff. Like, not just think about it. Four years earlier, really, 1968, the studio capabilities were so much more limited. You could never have gotten away with something that kind of sophisticated, that multi-sonic, you know, density of sound. That's that's really harnessing the technology as it was advancing. Is how I look at that stuff. Yeah, it's one of my favorite. I love prog music, not even necessarily because of the, uh, <coughs> the the music itself, but because it's so masturbatory what they do in the studio with sure, that music. Sure, it's and naval I, I, I kind of like a little bit of a. Uh, I kind of like when the artists you can tell are just enjoying making a ruckus. Yeah, there's a feeling of like they are they're all in it together, they believe in what they're doing and they're not particularly concerned with like, you know, keeping making sure checking in to make sure you're there for the ride. They're really trusting their instincts. What about you? Like, you got you got anything for that discussion question tonight, buddy? Is there something yeah, you want for Christmas? Uh for Christmas this year, I've been thinking a lot and maybe it's because I've been listening to your show duff and not listening to your particular warnings, but uh, for Christmas this year, I wish I had a time machine. Oh, are you feeling some regret? Regret in your life right now, Ryan? I don't know if it's a regret, but it's certainly a desire to not be where I am right this second in well, I'm my sorry, life. I'm sorry to hear that, Ryan. I mean, I don't want to pry, but can you tell me a little bit, bit about what your situation is right now? Uh, I, I'll tell you what I can, Duff. Um, last time I called, I told you that I had been unemployed. Oh, this is, is this, this, that's that Ryan. I don't remember you sounding quite this way, buddy. Yeah. I remember you just gotten a new job and, uh, what else? We talked about trip hop a little bit. I remember you, Ryan. I don't remember the call very well. Uh, but I had informed you that I had just been accepted for an internship. That's right. Place, yeah. Where was that again? It was a place called uh rotor chemicals stuff. And that's right. That's right. You were saying, I don't necessarily know too much about chemistry. My memory's not that bad. I just need a little bit of jogging of it. You were saying, I yeah, don't know that I, too I, much about chemistry, but I'm excited about this job. I remember. Yeah, Cause you know, when you're unemployed, you get to a point where you just send applications to anybody 
Well, are, somebody did calls you back and says, come over. And you you sounded over. so kind of optimistic and hopeful, buddy. Did the job not quite pan out the way you were hoping? Well, I didn't know what exactly they were going to have me do when I got there. It turns out I was a gosh darn desk jockey. They just wanted me to go around and kind of follow their actual chemists around and take notes on what they were doing, which okay. I guess is fair because I don't know anything about what they're doing. Uh, what there was, they had like a campus, like a college campus almost of just different factories. And they didn't, they had giant vats of various chemicals and they wouldn't tell me what any of them were called. They said that it was like a government secret or something. Okay. So you were, when you were recording things, it would be like, this is vat two, two, one, eight, three or whatever. Yeah, they had, they had me do variables. So it would be vat a or vat B or something like that. Right. right? I gotcha. And uh, about 10 days ago, there was uh, an incident at the facility, and um, one of the big vats of Exide, uh, something went wrong with it, and about a quarter of the campus was destroyed, and 68 people were vaporized instantly. Oh my goodness, that's terrible. Did you lose a friend? Did you lose somebody you knew? I wasn't there long enough to make any friends, but I was kind of nearby at the time. So, I, thankfully, I did escape instant disintegration, but since then, I've been experiencing some very strange side effects. Oh, uh, one of them, my goodness. As okay. I'm sure you've noticed, is the hoarseness of my voice. Uh, yeah, very, no, that was what I, that's why I didn't place you, Rich. I'm so sorry, man. What else is going on with your body? Or your... My hair has been falling out, uh, so that's not great. Dude, is there going to be like some kind of a class action lawsuit? You might be entitled to some well, compensation. I I would think that. One of the other problems is that I have this uh, this green like circle embedded onto my forehead, like some kind of comic book scarlet letter. Oh, like a, is it like a perfect circle? It's like it's it's a little jagged, but it's you know it's about as good as nature can do it. Does it? Is it? I'm just trying to picture it. Does it translucent or glow in the dark? It's, it glows in the dark, Duff. Interesting. And it makes it real hard to sleep. And again, you don't know exactly what you were exposed to, Ryan. <laughs> they still won't tell me, Duff. You know what? They, you know, my memory is really spotty since since the incident. I don't know what got into my system, but I can't remember things too well. And I, the first thing I remember of that day is being taken into custody. And told that I caused it, that it was my fault. That, that you did, that were, you somehow were, but you were just a, you were just a paper pusher. I How could you have done pusher. it? I don't know where they get the idea. And apparently, I, I've heard from a coworker of mine who's still there that they don't have any evidence that they're still doing an internal investigation to figure out what happened. But Do motivated you like pressing a, charges you a, on are, me. Are you a patsy? Are you some? Are you a fall guy here? That's the vibe I'm getting, is that they needed somebody to take the fall, and I was just the less important cog in the machine that is Rotovator Chemicals. Rotovator Chemicals. throwing me under the bus. I'm, I'm so sorry to hear that, Ryan. I'm, I'm so glad that you're able to still, you know, that you have your life. Of course, you're still able to hear, listen to music, and um, I do hope. A, that whatever they're trying to pin on you, that, that it won't stick. And B, that you can get a little something, something back from them. You should be, you should be, you know, at the very least, some heavy workman's comp for what you've been through. You'd think that, but if they keep going the way they're going, I'll probably end up in jail and not I have anything anymore. 
I wish, is there anything I can do? I mean, I, you know, I don't really know you from Adam other than just hearing you call into the show, but if there's something I can do, I, I'd be more than happy to try. Well, I, I could, uh, I gotta ask you, Duff, uh, when you worked at Project Archangel, is there anything you can tell me about their, the technology that went into the sort of time traveling devices that they utilize? Yeah, I can, t- I can tell you what I know about the recontinuator. I don't think you're gonna like what I have to say in terms of, cause I think what you're getting at is, you know, maybe this is something I could use to, to undo all of this or something like that. But, the so the recontinuator it's a wearable device it goes on your wrist kind of like a wrist wash it's a little it's kind of gold brass in color it was the problem with it ryan is that it was a gift slash curse uh to humanity given to us by a race of well i guess you would call them uh interdimensional aliens or in, interdimensional yeah, interdimensional aliens. So we the actual name of this race is sort of unpronounceable by the human tongue, but that what we refer to them in as, as are the machine elves or the clockwork elves. And the difficulty with this, with harnessing the the technology or at least replicating the technology, is that machine elves uh, ex- experience time very much unlike the human race. They experience time in kind of a non-continuous way, and they have access to materials that are from outside of our perceivable dimension. And so when they built this device, they did it in a way that we found very difficult to reverse engineer in terms of just the physical components of it. That is also why Ryan, that when, when I, when I, a human being or any human being were to power on the recontinuator, we experience this insane time dilation of 10 billion years. And I, I will say, if you do get your hands on one of these devices, I would seriously caution you, uh, given it some real thought before you put one of these bad boys on and power it up. I mean, I, I could point to tens of thousands of examples of men and women for whom that did not turn out very well. Myself and my new friend, Colleen Claxton, we're kind of the, we're kind of the exception to the rule, but I will not stand in your way. I don't know how I can help you in terms of reverse engineering beyond that. Because again, we're talking about, you know, stuff that's not, you can't just go on to chemistryfarm.com and start buying some of these components. Okay, but do you think like plutonium would do something? Plutonium, boy. I mean, it would not shock me if there's some highly radioactive components, but I, I'm not exactly. Okay, great. Yeah, awesome. Um, can you give me your your friend Tad's phone number? Okay, first of all, he's not my friend. I know he said that we're. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to snap you like that. Yeah, I could I could get your dad's number. He's a, he is an engineer. He's worked with the device closely. I, you know, f- fair fair warning. I I don't think he's a hundred percent on the ball. I'm not I'm not exactly sure. Just message me when we get off, buddy. I'll I'll give you his contact number, Ryan. I hope that uh, things start looking up for you soon, and I feel uh, very much for you in my heart. I hope that uh, that that company. Rotovator Chemical, boy, I hope they straighten up and fly right. They're doing that boy dirty. I, I did not like what I was hearing about that. They should not be doing that to that man. Um, 
But anyway, hey, that's the that's our that's our ending. No, y'all, we finished 1972. Not on play it by year, except of course for a song coming up from one of our big five next week. However, 2001, a real turning point of a year for the Western world. I got some big tricks up my sleeve as far as the music is concerned next week. So y'all gonna want to tune in for 2001. And maybe, maybe Colleen and I are fine going to track this fella down, Howard Spaulding. I sure would love to have a cannibal on my show. I know that's trashy, but I maybe my I, my taste skews a little trashy. I, boy, I'd just love to talk to a people eater on the show. So, fingers crossed, Howard Spaulding. Maybe we'll track him down next week. I know I'm looking forward to it. As usual, I like to finish each show with a song from one of my personal big five artists. We already spent some time with one of those artists earlier tonight, David Bowie, which frees me up to get a little weirder with y'all because my man, Miles Davis, was getting pretty out there in 1972. He was synergizing some of those same, you know, funk and soul sounds that we heard in that black exploitation block were moving into his music at this time, but he was also pushing just further and further and further into a really avant-garde place. So I want to challenge you tonight with, with the inscrutable genius of Big Five member Miles Davis. This is from the record On the Corner, and the song is Black Satin to Take You Out. Thanks for hanging out with me, y'all. 1972 night, play it by year, Duff Dixon. Go Bruins! Go Bruins! <laughs>